dude, you're late. You you almost missed the show. Welcome to episode 34, part two of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, which is fan feedback on the self-titled debut album by Iron Maiden. On this episode, you're going to get five more voices, a few which you haven't never heard yet, that uh, they have some stories that will be coming up, some Iron Maiden stories that will be coming up, hopefully in the next month, planning to get all of that out, but... Because this is two episodes and the last one and this one comprise about three hours, we're going to get right to it. So first up, you are getting a familiar voice, very familiar voice. You are getting James the Kiwi from New Zealand. All right. I'm doing fan feedback for the self-titled Iron Maiden album. And right now... From the land of the white cloud, I have a Kiwi on the line. <laughs> I've got James from New Zealand. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I didn't mess up any of my uh, names there, did I? No, that was perfect. Well done. <laughs> All right. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to ask you, kind of like what we did on Fear of the Dark, except you're dealing with a much better album. I'm going to ask you, do you do you prefer I, – I, I have to say prefer because – I don't want to say, do you think, you know, Iron Maiden is worse than another album? Because Iron Maiden is a great album. So It is a great album. But I'll say, do you prefer Iron Maiden or Killers? And then I'll go all the way through Book of Souls. And then at the end, you can tell me your thoughts on the album. So Sounds so fun. We'll go ahead. All right. All right. So here we go. James, do you prefer the self-titled Iron Maiden album or Killers? In my opinion, the first album, Iron Maiden, is considerably stronger than Killers. Okay, okay. Do you prefer Iron Maiden or The Number of the Beast? This one's really close. Um, they've both got some amazing songs. Um, I The only reason I'm going to give it to The Number of the Beast is because of the song Charlotte the Harlot on Iron Maiden, which I feel drags the album down a bit whereas on number of the beast in my opinion there's there's no seriously weak tracks okay okay that's understandable what about iron maiden you prefer it over peace of mind <sighs> it's tough it's very it's very tougher, tough it's tougher than fear of the dark <laughs> it is um i'm going to give that one to peace of mind i think peace of mind is the stronger album Okay, okay. What about Iron Maiden? Do you prefer it over Power Slave? Yeah, this this one's much easier. Power Slave is a much, much stronger album. Okay, okay. 
Do you prefer Iron Maiden or do you prefer Somewhere in Time? Now, this is a good one. Um, I, I, again, I'm a nerd, so I've got a spreadsheet. And I'm just <laughs> looking at the average scores because I, I, I give each song a ranking out of five. And then I average it for the album rather than ranking the album themselves. Um, and Somewhere in Time has an average song rating out of five for me of 4.125. And the okay. first Iron Maiden album has an average song ranking for me of 4.125. So I literally cannot separate these two albums. They're as oh, wow. strong as each other. Okay, okay. So let's say it like that. Here, I'll give it to you a different way. If if me and you were going to, if you were going to take me on a car ride through New Zealand and I said, hey, I've got two CDs here. I've got Somewhere in Time and I've got the self-titled Iron Maiden. Pick one. Which one would you pick right now? Uh, I'd pick Somewhere in Time because it's longer. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's, hey, you got to choose it for some reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I think I, I think I know what your answer for this next one will probably be, but I'll ask you anyway. So, do you prefer Iron Maiden, the self-titled album, over Seventh Son of a Seventh Son? Yeah, you got me. Now, Seventh Son all day long. <laughs> all right. Do you prefer the self-titled Iron Maiden over No Prayer for the Dying? Although I do like the No Prayer for the Dying album, Iron Maiden is, is far, far stronger. Okay, okay. And I think I already know the answer to the next one too. <laughs> you do. <laughs> We've already answered. You've already answered this one actually before, but I'll let you answer it again. The self-titled Iron Maiden album or Fear of the Dark? Which do you prefer? So the weakest song, <laughs> the weakest <laughs> song on the first Iron Maiden album, in my opinion, is Charlotte Harlot. Yes. Um, it's stronger than almost every song on Fear of the Dark. So Iron Maiden by a Country Mile. Okay, do, do you have your song rankings? Can you see your song rankings out there? Yeah, For I can. your albums that you did? What, what did you rank Charlotte the Harlot? I gave Charlotte the Harlot a two out of five. Okay. Which is, is as good as most rank? songs. What's the highest ranking you gave any song on Fear of the Dark? The highest ranking on Fear of the Dark I dished out was a four. That was for Fear of the Dark, but that's mainly because of how the song sounds live. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Okay, so let's keep moving here. We got the self-titled Iron Maiden. Do you prefer it over the X Factor? Uh, yes, I do, but not by very much. They're both pretty close. Okay, okay. Iron Maiden or the X Factor, which do you prefer? I'm sorry. Virtual Eleven, I just said the X Factor. I prefer Iron Maiden over Virtual Eleven quite easily. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now's where it's going to get probably a little tougher. Do you prefer Iron Maiden, self-titled, over Brave New World? I prefer Brave New World. Okay. Do you prefer the self-titled Iron Maiden or Dance of Death? Uh, Iron Maiden by quite a distance. Oh, wow. And we are doing, well... I've, you you live in the future because it's tomorrow where you're at, <laughs> but where I'm at, this is the day that Dance of Death actually came out. So, wow, you're yeah, you're you're gonna say that about Dance of Death on its anniversary? Okay, okay. yeah. Well, <laughs> to to be clear, I've given on Dance of Death, I give three of the songs five out of five. Um, okay. But some of the other tracks are are average or or worse. Okay, okay. Well, that's you but know that's, we're, we're, that's why we all have our 
our uh, rankings and thoughts and things. So that's all good. It's all good. Okay. Now, now it's going to get a little tougher. <laughs> the self-titled Iron Maiden, do you prefer it or do you prefer a matter of life and death? Again, it's very close, but a matter of life and death wins it by a whisker. Okay. Okay. And uh, I agree with that. Even though I wouldn't say a whisker, <laughs> I would say much more <laughs> but, by a country mile for me. But okay, so um, the self-titled Iron Maiden album or the Final Frontier? Uh, the first Iron Maiden album by quite a way. Okay, okay. And lastly, the current last album by Iron Maiden. Do you prefer the Iron first album to the last, The Book of Souls? I think the Book of Souls is very good, but it doesn't have the consistency of the first Iron Maiden album. So it, the first Iron Maiden album wins quite easily. Okay, okay. That's. I'll admit, I'm a bit. I am surprised. I didn't quite expect. I didn't quite expect all of these results. But this, like I said, this is going to be a totally different thing, yeah. because you're you're not talking about Fear of the Dark here. You yeah, know? that's right. But this one's actually got a fighter's chance. <laughs> yeah we're not gonna we're, you're not gonna ask to compare this to any wiggles albums are you <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, oh gosh <laughs> all right well um well if you will if you want to give me your give me your you know a brief synopsis what your thoughts are on anything about the first album what's your thoughts on it overall sure um so i got that album after I'd already listened to several bruce albums so it was my first exposure to paul diano and I remember buying the vinyl and taking it home um, and putting on Prowler and just being completely blown away by how raw and rough it sounded. Um, okay. And I loved that. I know Steve Harris has criticized the production ever since the album was recorded, but I love the way it sounds. I really do. And I was turning the vinyl over in my hands and compared to, you know, Power Slave and Peace of Mind and Summer in Time and Seven Sun with the amazing artwork, really, really high quality production and gatefold and lyric sheets on the back of the Iron Maiden album, the vinyl, um, you've just got these, these band photos and, and you can even, you can barely even see their faces. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Dennis Stratton's got his back to the camera, Dave Murray's in shadow. Um, <laughs> you can't even, well, you can barely even see Steve Harris, even Paul yeah. Diano. You only see one side of his face. So it's all, it's all really mysterious. Um, and it feels like a completely different band. And I really, right. really like that. There's no lyric sheet or anything. It, it, it's just, it feels really, amateur is the wrong word, but but really new, emerging. Okay. It, it, they weren't this finely tuned machine. And as soon as you pick up the album, you, you realize that. And of course, the album cover artwork is classic. But compared to, say, Seven Sun, um, sure. it's, it's, a, it's an entirely different league. Um, it's, it's, it's very, very early work and you can tell, and that that comes through in the, in the songs and the way it was recorded and the energy in the band. I think it's a really unique album, not just because of Paul. Um, I think if you compare it to killers, the sound is very different. Killers is always, in my opinion, I think they took the rough edge of Maiden and they kind of killed it. Um, I think I love Martin Birch's production on most of the albums, but on killers, I think they, they sound a little bit watered down, a little bit neutered, whereas on okay. the first Maiden album, they sound really raw, and it's got that sort of punky energy that people talk about sometimes. So, right. yeah, I think it's a really, really special album, and, and that's why I rate it so highly. Okay, okay. Well, that's fair. What would you say is your favorite song from that album? What do you think is the standout song? 
<laughs> well, if I look at my nerd sheet, um, I actually rate three of them uh, five out of five, and that would be Prowler, Remember Tomorrow, and of course, Phantom of the Opera. I think those three songs just stand the test of time. I'd love to hear them live again. I'd be quite happy for them to appear on more live albums. I think they're just brilliant. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. That's, I've been ranking. I've done the rankings with, uh, well, as of, as of this recording, you haven't heard it yet, but by the time this comes out, you will have heard it. I've, uh, the next two weeks, I'll have the Iron Maiden review with Melissa out. The one with my friend Joel oh, is already great. out. So, the, yeah, the next two weeks, I, I did the same first album with Melissa. I wanted to get, to quote Bruce from, well, you heard it on the thing that I did, to quote Bruce from, I believe it's Rock and Rio, where he says, something old, something new. And then he goes, and then something from our Jurassic period. So when I do the intro, it's going to be something nice. old. That's going to be me. And I'm going to be like, something new. I'm going to be like, this episode. And then something from our Jurassic period. And that's Melissa, because she's been there since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't uh, mind that? I don't think, I don't know if I've, I think I've told her about it. I think she, I think she <laughs> laughed when I told her about it. So I said, because you've been there since the beginning, you know, they're talking about doing songs from the beginning. So I said, you know, it's and she just laughed. Oh, she's, a good, yeah. she's a good sport. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, um, uh, any other words that you want to say about the album in general or no, not really. It's 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 an all time classic in my view. It's it's as strong as anything they've ever done, with you know one or two exceptions like Seven Sun. Um, I think I would I would happily give this album to uh, someone who'd never heard Iron Maiden before and say this is representative of how good a band they are. I agree. I agree because you got you've got Running Free, and I think Running Free is a great song yeah. to introduce to introduce somebody to Iron Maiden because it's really catchy. It's not. It's not something you listen to, and it's the lyrics are something like, like Prowler, you know, or or Killers or something. It's just it's it's fun, and I'm running free. Yeah, it's easy to get to, and then yeah, and then if, and then the and it's got the epicness. I mean, Phantom of the Opera is about as epic as anything they they've done in their 40 year history really yeah exactly and you've got transylvania you've got strange world i mean look at the look at the contrast between a, a song like strange world and charlotte the harlot but the back to back <laughs> on the album and then look at something like remember tomorrow with with you know really thoughtful introspective lyrics and amazing oh, yeah. amazing music and then you go into something quite simple like running free and then you go to this all-time prog rock classic phantom of the opera you know oh, the, the yeah. album's all over the place so i love that you're right. I agree. I totally agree with your assessment there. So, well, James, I will say I appreciate you taking the time to give your opinion, give your uh, vote on which album you preferred. So thank you very much, sir. Well, thank you once again, Steve. It's always a blast. Cheers, mate. Yes, sir. Thank you. Next up, we have Eric from South Carolina. You can hear his Iron Maiden story on Iron Maiden Stories Installment 3, Parts 1 and 2. Eric, how are you doing? Hey, how you doing? Doing pretty good. All right, all right. And uh, Eric's in an interesting uh, situation right now because uh, you told me recently you're going you're to be deployed here pretty soon, correct? Uh, yep. I'm, uh, by the end of the month, I will be gone and for probably about half a year. Half and, a year. Uh, okay. I'll be back sometime next spring. Oh wow! Wow, that's a 
That's that's interesting. That's that's got to be interesting. So you're so you're in the reserves. You said is that right? Yes. Yep. I got out of active duty uh, back in 2017, and then I switched over to the Air Force Reserves. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess your job your job has to be cool with that, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The fire department. I mean, there's not much they can really do. Uh, yeah. By law, they're not allowed to fire us when we get activated. So my job is perfectly secure down awesome. here in Charleston. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well. Um, the reason I got you on here is we're going to talk about, and you already know this, but I'll say it just for mm-hmm. the sake of clarity. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the first Iron Maiden album and just ask you kind of like what we did on, on Fear of the Dark fan feedback and just see if you prefer it to the other albums. And at the end, uh, you give us a little synopsis of the first album. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, so we'll start out here with uh, the self-titled Iron Maiden album. Do you prefer it to killers uh yeah i prefer the original the very first one over killers okay okay do you prefer the self-titled iron maiden album to the number of the beast uh no i think beast is a better album okay do you prefer the first album to peace of mind uh no peace of mind is better all right do you prefer the first album to power slave no, Power Slave is definitely better. <laughs> All right. Do you prefer the self-titled Iron Maiden album to Somewhere in Time? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, I like both albums a lot, but I have to say Somewhere in Time is uh, a little bit better. Okay. Now, what about the next album? Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Seventh Son of a Seventh Son? Uh... I'll have to go Seventh Son, but I was I was debating this a lot last night because I like the Seventh Son album, but it I don't have that connection to it. Like a lot of people think it's like their best album. I sure. I don't think it's their best album. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a couple songs like the the, the title track of the album is awesome, um, and I think that's probably that song and Evil That Men Do is probably what's or and Moonchild probably what swayed it. Uh, into Seventh Son's favor. Okay, okay. All right, well then we'll move to the next album. Uh, do you prefer the first album to No Prayer for the Dying? Well, this is going to get controversial. Um, I don't know, because I really love No Prayer, but I, mm, I don't know. I think the self-titled is more fun, and I think Fan of the Opera is better than any song on No Prayer. Uh, so I'd say I'd have to say self-titled. Okay, okay. I thought there for a second you were going to say no prayer. I was like, wow, that is controversial. Uh, well, it was uh, debating. I like last night. I, I originally said that uh, the self-titled was better than Seventh Son, and then I, I had to think about it for a while. Wow, man, you would have uh, if you would have said that, you might have been um, having to move in with my friend, the very hated Mark, and join yep. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say, um, speaking of no prayer for the dying, I am currently wearing a Holy Smoke shirt. So, oh, there you <laughs> go. Um, okay, next album. Uh, do you prefer the first album to Fear of the Dark? Oh, of course. I mean, I, I like Fear, but there's only like three songs from that album that I like. Gotcha. When you first said, of course, I was like, wait a minute. Is he saying he likes Fear of the Dark? <laughs> 
I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What about, um, do you prefer the first album to The X Factor? Uh, no, but I actually finally did buy The X Factor. So if we want to talk about that near the end of the show, we can. I've listened to it about two or three times, so not enough to really get a good feel, but it's uh, definitely not one of my favorite albums, I'll tell you that much. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know, you're, I know that, that you weren't as... Uh, as uh, You hadn't listened to that one as much, so okay. Yeah, that's... Okay, uh, how about... You prefer the first album to Virtual Eleven? Uh, I have only listened to a couple songs from Virtual Eleven, but there's no way that it will beat out the self-titled. So, okay. self-titled all the way. Gotcha. Okay, now it's going to be a little more uh, difficult. Yeah. The next six albums will be interesting. Yes. Do you prefer? Do you prefer the self-titled to Brave New World? Um. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I think this is. I mean, yeah, I prefer the. Uh, I think I prefer the the original, the first album for over Brave New World, and Brave New World's awesome. Wow. But I think okay. I prefer the. Uh, the. I mean, Wicker Man's amazing. Ghost of the Navigator's pretty good, obviously. Um. Yeah. I just I don't know something about the first the first album. Although I don't like Charlotte the Harlot very much, but yeah, uh, I still think it's a better song than Nomad. I just can't get over that Nomad chorus. The second wait, Nomad wait. chorus near the end of the song is is a lot better, but the first part is I'm just not feeling it. Did you just say that you think Charlotte the Harlot is a better song than Nomad? Uh, I mean, wait, I'm just I, trying to clarify. I, I used, I'm just trying to clarify. I, 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 I mean, I almost always skip Nomad. I mean, I almost always skip Charlotte the Harlot too. But if I had to choose between the two, it'd be it'd be tough. Wow! Oh my gosh, that's that's crazy. Because um, like Nomad is one of the songs that really drew me in to Brave New really? World. Yeah, because I listened to it, and I you know when I was kind of liking it, but Nomad, you know, it was long, it was epic, and I just oh, I loved it. That especially. Oh, Instrumentally, it's awesome. I think yeah. that the whole Middle Eastern vibe it gives off. Oh, I used to live in Turkey for a couple of years, so I kind of like the whole Middle Eastern sound and music. But um, there's something about that chorus when he's like, no, man, I'm just not a fan of that. The second time, the second chorus later in the song, I think, is if they used that chorus the whole song, it would have been a yeah. lot better. But they followed the melody in the beginning, and I just wasn't a fan of it. Oh, man, that's that's. Wow, that really surprises me. That really surprises me. Okay, that's but I'm also it. not a big fan of Charlotte. Let's 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 not say that I love Charlotte the Harlot because I think it's a pretty crap song. Yeah, okay, be... okay. Now that I think about it, I think Nomad might be better than Charlotte. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna have something in common with Andrew Whitnall. You know how he is tied to uh, Weekend Warrior. Ugh. You know you'll be tied to Charlotte the Harlot if you. If, I was gonna say you were getting. You're step. You're getting really close. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, now he actually, uh, I had him on. I just spoke to him a little bit ago, and um, I don't want to give anything away, but we did definitely address Weekend Warrior. <laughs> so nice. It'll be. I mean, fun I think if you take Charlotte the Harlot out of the original album, I think there you can't find a single flaw. And if you put Sanctuary 
back into the album. I don't think yeah. you could find a single flaw in, in the first album. I think uh, I definitely agree with you. My, I, I think that Charlotte is definitely the weakest track on mm-hmm. the first album. Um, even though there's some really, the, I really love the slow part, you know, when he's like, there was a time when you left me standing there. Mm-hmm. I love that that whole that whole segment of the song. I love that, but yeah, overall, I'm, yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's see that was Brave New World. The next album, you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Dance of Death? Um, let me look at the track listings. You got Wildest Dreams, Rainmaker, yep. yeah. No More Lies. Lots of gear, I think, is after that. To me, uh, it really breaks down. It's Dance of Death and Passchendaele versus Remember Tomorrow and Phantom of the Opera, because those are probably the two favorite songs off the first album. That, um, And I'd, I'd probably have to say Dance of Death. Um, okay. I mean, the album's not bad at all, but I think Passchendaele and Dance of Death really make that album super awesome. So I have to take... Uh, Dance Death over the first album. Okay. Oh man, I can't believe we're saying that. That's so hard to say. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's always weird to say. Iron Maiden has so many things to choose from. So many great albums. So many great songs. It's always hard to pick a song or an album or like I always think it's weird to say an album after you know from Brave New World forward. I always think it's weird to say one of those albums I like better than something in the eighties. It just seems weird, but then I'm like, it's just it's all personal preference. It's all you know it's like it almost is just apples to oranges because they're just two completely different bands. So it's hard to compare like a harder mm-hmm. somewhat, I guess, proggy if you really want to say that to a more of yeah. a, a faster punk feel. Um, sure. and plus I mean production wise they're two what 30 years apart so everything just sounds completely different or 20 at that point yeah 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 okay so next album up do you prefer the first album to a matter of life and death um well this is weird so i probably listen to the self-titled more than a matter of life and death um naturally but i but i think a matter of life and death has better songs but i just don't usually choose that album when i'm just picking a random iron maiden album um i mean reincarnation uh for the greater good and the legacy are my three favorite songs on that album yeah i don't know maybe it's the length of the album but i mean that's i mean i i don't know because that's two different moods to me if i'm not if i'm feeling a certain way i'm not i don't know if I'm going to listen to A Matter of Life and Death, I want to listen to that style of Iron Maiden. I don't want to mix in, you know, the the Paul Diano Iron Maiden in with it. Yeah. I don't know. It's gotcha. hard to say. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah, it, it's definitely a long album. That's for sure. It's definitely a long album. And mm-hmm. But I, I, it's that album... I always, I'm always kind of skirting around this a little bit because, like I said, it's always hard to say which albums are your favorites. And but I'm, I'm very, very near declaring. Uh, I may have already declared it, but I'm pretty sure that that's my favorite Iron Maiden album. <laughs> Matter of life and death. 
it seems like people who really love that album, Matter of Life and Death, also put Seventh Son like right next to it as far as like the two best albums. I've noticed fans who like either one of those albums, the other album is also like their second favorite. It's up there. It is up there, but it's I don't think that's my number two. I don't think that's my number two. I I think that I prefer Power Slave a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though I love I love both of them. I mean I love them and I, heck I love a lot of them. Um, I have a friend that that sent me a message recently, and he said, "I think uh, somewhere in time is my second favorite Iron Maiden album." And I was like, "And he was like, where do you rank it?" And so then I'm like, "Oh gosh, now I gotta, you know, I'm trying in my mind." I'm, and so I just went through the first albums. I was like, "Okay, uh, let's see." Um, when I say the first albums, I don't include the first two because they're not going to be in my top five or you know whatever. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, number of the beast, peace of mind, power slave, somewhere in time. Which one do I like the best out of those? And and then I, it, it's it's a struggle because they're all so good. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I told him, I said, uh, somewhere in time, is probably when I think of the top albums for me. I, I said it's got to be at least the highest it could possibly be is number four. Um, and mm-hmm. and that would and if, and saying it would be number four would, would be saying that se- seventh son is not in my top four mm-hmm. so here's an interesting topic as far as um somewhere in time and uh seventh son how well have they aged with that very classic you know guitar synth 80s keyboard i feel like those albums although amazing i'm just wondering how in fans eyes how well those have aged compared to to you know power slave and peace of mind and stuff like that because I'm wondering if people think they're a little dated sounding. Um, I'll tell you what I think, uh, and it's funny that you say that. Cause I listened to a, uh, I was listening to a, uh, like a podcast type thing recently about about Judas Priest's discography, mm-hmm. and when I can, when I think of how Somewhere in Time and, and Seventh Sun sound with those sounds, I think they sound they don't sound dated. They sound like they just fit. Whereas if you listen to Turbo by Judas Priest, <laughs> yeah. that sounds very dated. It was like Maiden did just enough with the synths, but they didn't go overboard on them. That's they, true. So I, I feel like I feel like they're pretty. You know, when I put on Somewhere in Time, you know, the synths to me, I never really noticed them a whole lot because I was a new fan back then, so it really wasn't anything different per se. But obviously on the biggest one is on Moonchild at the very beginning with that. Yeah. Dun, 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 and that, and, and to me, that's only a short part and then that's it's true. gone. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel like they have aged that bad. I mean, now that would be, I'd be interested to hear what other people say, you know, oh, so yeah, maybe someone, so maybe too. someone will email me back when they hear this and we can get some different feedback on that. So, cause I think they definitely made it work well versus Van Halen with jump where, you yeah, you can yeah. easily tell someone who doesn't know a lot about like rock <laughs> history can probably say, "Oh yeah, that was definitely mid to late '80s." Yeah, sound based off that keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So okay, so we went and we went all over the map for that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I think we're on Final Frontier now. Yeah, that'll be next. So the so the next album, uh, do you prefer first to Final Frontier? Um. I think Final Frontier, because when we talked the very first time, the first two albums that I 
that I had were Flight 666 because that was like that was big at the time because it just came out. And yeah. then then I bought the very next album. I bought Final Frontier, which I thought was going to sound old school. But again, like I didn't know anything yeah. about the band at the time. So I was really confused when I first heard this album. But I think because that was really like the first real album, I, I'll probably have to choose that. Um, OK, that's understandable. That's understandable. OK, then, yeah. Okay. Well, lastly, the very last album that Iron Maiden has currently put out. Yeah. So I say it this way: Do you, do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Book of Souls, the last Iron Maiden album? Uh, I don't know, and I'll tell you why. I feel like if they if they cut Tears of a Clown and Man of Sorrows off the album, because I think those are the two to me those are the two weakest tracks on that second disc. And I feel like if they shortened a little bit of each of the songs, maybe not Book of Souls, because I think that that song right there is a masterpiece. But like Red and the Black, I don't think needs to be as long as it is. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's really the only other song. Um, damn it. I don't know. This is tough. Uh, because these are two. You play these. You play one song from each of those albums to someone who's never heard Iron Maiden, they're going to say they're two completely different bands. Oh, sure. When yeah. really, they are. Yeah, so yeah, So it's yeah, hard. Oh, man. Here, let me ask it a different way. If, if you were going to pick an album to play, if you were going to go on a, a drive and, and for a couple hours and you had to pick some music to play right now... And both of those CDs were sitting next to each other on the table. Which one would you pick up if you had to leave in 30 seconds? Uh, probably the first one. Okay. Well, it's just, I don't know. It's a little bit more, I guess, the, the upbeat factor of it. And I'm not okay. saying the, the latest album doesn't have any of that at all, because it definitely does. It's just, yeah. This, I don't know, man. Comparing the, the original albums to the new stuff is, to me, is super hard because their direction is just completely different than they used to be. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense for sure. So, okay. So, last thing here. Tell me how you feel about the first album. Like, just give me your synopsis of the first album. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's, I, I guess, based off this little mini interview, it's, I never consider it one of my favorites, but I guess it's up there. I think. Uh, when Bruce sings it in that live album Beast Over Hammersmith, I think he makes all of those Paul songs sound a million times better. Ooh, uh, I know okay. you're big on Live After Death versions, but I I love Live After Death, but you know, you can tell Bruce's voice is a little strained, obviously. They did like sure. 80 plus shows. But that, <laughs> that Beast Over Hammersmith album, it, they're just, that album's insane, I think. Uh, and I think that album really makes the first two albums pop. And um, like I said, Charlotte the Harlot's kind of eh. But, uh, and I'm also not a huge fan of Running Free. I thought it was a little boring. Even the okay. first time I heard it, I was never super impressed. Oh, wow. Uh, Phantom of the Opera, though, I think that that sounds like a new Maiden song, but that was written in 1980. God, yeah, it was... Yeah, it's 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 amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. The amount of the that. different tempo changes, the the different layers of that song, it's just it's very new maiden, but when they were all kids, it's I don't know, it's awesome. Oh yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there. It's 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 crazy to think that 
Steve Harris was writing those songs in the mid, you know, starting in the mid seventies. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like you said, Phantom of the Opera sounds like something, uh, a friend of mine, um, well, my, the very hated Mark, he was telling me that, cause you know, I've got him listening to some of these albums to do this as well. Mm-hmm. And he said, you can tell when you hear that, he said, it's like they already knew what direction they were heading. Like they, they knew who they were as a band right then. And just over the years, they've refined it. Do you and think that like, that was intentional or just a coincidence? I think it was a coincidence. I don't think that they necessarily knew that. I think that that's just a direction that they, he wrote, he wrote that song and they, and he probably realized in listening to it. Cause I guess, I'm not a super prog fan or anything like that. I love Maiden's version of it, but when people mention prog and, and obviously Steve Harris was uh, hugely influenced by prog. Right. Right. So I think it was a natural progression for him, but, but um, you know, when you hear about his bands before Maiden and the things that he was doing, he was always trying to take bands in a direction like that, but no one wanted to go that way. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think, I don't think that it was intentional. I think they wrote, he wrote the song they played it, and that's just naturally how he evolved. Like, like, like you said, it was just a natural. It was kind of a progression that they continually, and they've gotten further and further into mm-hmm. that, and which is cool. You know, I like it all. So, but uh, have you? Um, so they released like this three disc box set. I think the early two thousands. Have you heard any? Of, it's called the. I think it's called BBC Archives, maybe. And well, that's one of the albums. And I do so have that downloaded. Yeah. Okay. Downloaded. Yeah. The the night the seventy nine BBC radio versions of uh, Iron Maiden running free Transylvania and Sanctuary. I think those those recordings are really cool because they had um did they have thundersticks on the uh, on the drums at in seventy nine? No, I think I think it was Doug Sampson was on the. That's drums. right. Yeah. But they had a I think they had a different guitar player though. I th- I want to say that was before. I can't remember Dennis. if that was when they. Yeah, I can't remember if that was when they had Dennis or not. I think that was a little before, but I, I'd have to, I'd have to consult Nesbitt because he, mm-hmm. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember now, but I want to say Paul Mario Day, but I can't remember which. No, no, he, he was, was the original Nelson. singer. Yeah, that's was, right. Yeah, they had a. I think it was Paul Cairns is the guy yep. that played guitar. Bef- it, there's so many guys that went through it right before, you know, in a With success- very similar names. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> um, but I. I can't remember if it was Dennis Stratton or not, but either way, yeah, but I've heard some of that and I really like it. I like and it. And you can tell like that they, they have like the the old versions of the drum trip. They're playing like the old versions before um Clive yep. joined the band and changed it up. You can hear it in Running Free and a couple of the other songs. I just oh, wasn't yeah. sure if you've heard it. It's really cool. If no oh, one's yeah. out there who's never yeah. heard it. Oh yeah, for sure. I like it. Well man, I think that I think that about covers it. So uh I'll say once again, I, I do appreciate you taking the time. I, I know we had a little bit of a misstep earlier with the time. <laughs> I, 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 I'm talking to different people in different time zones, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to lose track of the American time zones. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out. And um, uh, I know, like I said, you, you're going to be leaving soon. So uh, yeah. God bless you on that. And, and when you get back, man, we'll talk again. All right. Sounds good. All right. Take care, sir. All right. See you. All right. Bye-bye. Next up, we have a voice you have not heard yet. It is Alan, who lives in England, but he is originally from Scotland. We have recorded his Iron Maiden story, and you will be hearing that very, very soon. Alan, how are you doing? 
Pretty good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. It good. feels like we've been talking on the phone for an hour already, doesn't it? <laughs> it does seem like that somehow. <laughs> oh, gosh. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Alan, do you think that the self-titled Iron Maiden album, do you prefer it or do you prefer, and then I will go through each of the other 15 albums and you can tell me what you, if you, if you prefer the first album or if you prefer Killers, Number of the Beast and so on. And then when we get done with that, I will just, I'd like you to just share your thoughts, uh, you know, whatever thoughts you have. Uh, if you have specific thoughts on specific songs on the first album and uh -huh. just kind of, just kind of tell, tell what you think about it. Okay. All right. So the self-titled Iron Maiden album, do you prefer it to Killers? That's very difficult one, that. That's very difficult. I've, th I've thought about this a lot, and I would have to say I prefer Killers, but only okay. just. Okay. Okay. Now, you were not on my episode where I did this with Fear of the Dark. It was very easy for everybody yeah. to say, no, <laughs> right. no, 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 no. <laughs> it was a very recurring word. <laughs> felt like I was a kid asking for candy. No, no. <laughs> okay. The self-titled Iron Maiden album, do you prefer it to The Number of the Beast? I don't know. You don't know or no? No, I don't. Oh. I prefer Number okay. of the Beast. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Peace of Mind? No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Power Slave? I do not. Do you prefer... The first Iron Maiden album to Somewhere in Time. No, I don't. <laughs> Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Seventh Son of a Seventh Son? No. No, okay. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to No Prayer for the Dying? I do. Starting to get a bit easier now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Um, do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Fear of the Dark? I do. You don't? I do. I do prefer do. it. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Now, the next album, The X Factor. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to The X Factor? I do prefer it. Okay, okay. Uh, the next album, uh, do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Virtual Eleven? I do. Okay. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Brave New World? Well, this is a bit harder. Um, <laughs> it's a bit tighter, this one. I'll, I'll still go with the first Iron Maiden album. Still prefer it. Okay. Okay. Um, do you prefer the self-titled first Iron Maiden album to Dance of Death? Uh, yes. Um, I I would say no, I don't. Okay, okay. Uh, that surprises me because I, 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 that surprises me, but I'll, I'll go with that. That's good. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the cool thing about doing this is variety. You know, people, uh, everyone here and everyone's different opinion. Hmm. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to A Matter of Life and Death? I do. Wait, okay. I'm, I'm, I know this is just me, my my American ears hearing your accent. Are you saying I do or I don't? No, I do. I prefer the first Iron Maiden album to A Matter of Life than Death. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm 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 really on the borderline of 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 completely saying that that's my absolute favorite Iron Maiden album among all of them. So, wow, well, that's that's cool. But hey, but you know what? It's 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 not like the first Iron Maiden album is a bad album. So <laughs> that's um, true. And you're not saying that these other albums are terrible either. So it's just it's it's so much great music that uh, it's interesting. So okay, what about? Final Frontier. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to the Final Frontier? Yes. Okay. And the current last album by Iron Maiden so far, hopefully not the last, but the current last album. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to the current last Iron Maiden album, The Book of Souls? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. So I kind of saw a little bit of a pattern there because once you hit the, once you hit the post 2000, everything other than dance of death. So, which is cool. Yeah. I, li- I quite like dance of death. Um, it, I, I like a lot of the post 2000 albums, but what it's, it's hard to, it's hard to balance them up against the first time being album because it's got so many classic tracks on it. Yeah. So they are not, it's not like you're comparing apples with apples. Right, right. So it's quite it a tough. Different. It's quite a tough one, but I sort of go on what I listen to more, as sure. suggesting what I like more. Yeah, yeah. and I do okay. like dance. I do listen to Dance of Death quite a bit. It's a good album. That you know, yesterday, yesterday was the seventeenth uh, anniversary of its release, and the one song. Anytime someone asks, like, if you could add one song, or when I ask people, if you could add one song to the Iron Maiden set list, uh, well, let me ask you that. That's uh, I didn't ask you that when we talked. Um, if you could add one song that Iron Maiden has not played live, you could just add a song to the set list. What would do you have a song that you would just like? This is absolutely what I would want to hear. What that they've not played live? Full stop. Ever, uh, ever well, or ever or even in a long time. Um, I think so. Your choice. <laughs> I think the track I would I would like to see them play live is the Duelists of Power Slave. That, yeah, it's I know it's pretty um it's pretty un, well it's not underrated but people don't really think of it and I don't think it ever has been played live. But the the that song when you get to like a third in and it goes into the guitar part the guitar yeah. solos you've got like two and a half minutes or something of guitar solos oh, and man, it's just yeah. um. It's pretty phenomenal, so it would be quite something else to see that. That live. would be that would. I mean, there's so many songs. Yeah, there's so many songs. But the one I always immediately the one that pops to mind. Now I would love to hear Passion Dale live, and I would love to hear so many things from uh, A Matter of Life and Death live. But one that I've, I mean, I've heard Passion Dale live, and I have heard the whole A Matter of Life and Death live because I've listened to Bootlegs. But one song I've never heard live that I would love to hear live is Monsignor from Dance of Death. Oh, yeah, gosh. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so I got off the subject for a second. Sorry. Um, tell me, just go ahead and share your thoughts on the first Iron Maiden now. You know, if you have a favorite song, a least favorite song, just 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 whatever you like to share. Well, it's um, I got into that uh, a, a while after getting into Iron Maiden, so it was. I mean, it's obviously very different to their later stuff in terms of sound production sound um i i I wouldn't say i like the sound of it uh i prefer a more sophisticated production than the the raw production on that it just makes it sound like older than it actually is but taking that putting that aside 
it's got some great great tracks on it you've got like remember tomorrow's great track phantom of the operas it's a it's a banger to quote yeah trans i like transylvania strange world's great iron maiden not i'm not too fussed about running free it's it's okay yeah uh, and prowler and, and prowler and charlotte harlot are again okay so it's got it's got <laughs> some really great tracks on it and I, I i often obviously i think a lot of people probably compare it with killers yeah and um like you go through killers it's also to me it's got it's got extra two songs on it for a start so yeah. you've got you've got a bit more in there but in terms of song quality i feel they're very close and um to me the real difference is it's really the production and i'll go with the production on killers that's why i prefer it to the the original iron maiden album i do think it it just suffers a bit because of that production it yeah. sounds a bit bit it's a bit too crude for my for my years which is a shame really but um saying that you listen to tracks like phantom of the opera and uh, it's just brilliant yeah yeah and I've... Remember Sorry. tomorrow as well. You, you've listened to Remember Tomorrow, and it's it's um, you listen to Clive Burr playing the drums, and he's he's got such a simple beat, and he's like, there's it just sounds great all the way through. It's a, oh, yeah. it's a straightforward song, but it sounds really good. Diano's vocals are great on it, and and I and I like Strange World a lot as well. I think it's sort of um, it's not a very Iron Maideny song that, but I just like it. So it's good stuff. Oh yeah, I, I love Strange World because you know those guitar solo. There's the guitar solo that starts at the beginning of the song at that you know that first guitar solo, and then mm. after the first set of vocals, and then they go. There's that other. I mean, oh, those guitar solos. I just you can get lost. You just it's just something that you you close your eyes and you just. Mm. I, I told when I did one of my reviews, and I was just like, I said, uh, no pun intended, but I was like, listening to these guitar solos just takes me to another world. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, and I, I, there's other stuff in that album which is really cool, like the, um, like the, Dennis Stratton vocals on it, the background vocals, they're really, like, on Iron the way the way they they do that on Iron Maiden's pretty, it's pretty funky. They, yeah. they didn't really, he certainly adds a, a certain sound to that album, Stratton from being on he it. Does. You're right. I, that's one of the things that I that I pointed out when I did my review of it. I was like, I love his background vocals because, uh, you know, he's he's kind of famous for. He was the guy. They said they had to remove some of the background vocals from like Phantom of the Opera because they they felt mm -hmm. like, I think he says it on that first uh, Iron Maiden documentary where he says that they felt like he was trying to make it sound like Queen or maybe it sounded a bit too much yeah. like Queen. Uh -huh. But man, I love his background. His background vocals really—they blend well with Paul, and they sound great. Yeah, they do. They do sound great. I guess the only other thing I'd say about that album is, uh, so I know you've mentioned it in the past. See, for you, it's got Sanctuary on it, and for me, it doesn't. So I guess if uh, if I consider it with Sanctuary on it, then that um, that might sort of slightly tip it over Killers. I don't know. I like Sanctuary a lot as well. So yeah. Okay, well that's yeah, that's interesting because uh, when they remastered it in which year was it? One of the years that they remastered it, I think it was '95. I think it came out with with Sanctuary on it, and, and um, 
the other ninety eight remasters. Ninety eight, yeah, it was ninety eight. Yeah, it did have it did have Sanctuary on it. It was the second track, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the but version the, that, that I. The have, latest so. remasters that have just come out, it, it's it's gone again. <laughs> yeah, it's kind that's of strange right. that they that you would think that song is as much of a part of Iron Maiden history as it is, and as many times as they play it live and. You mm. think they would want to just leave it there because it's, like I said, it's it's not like a song that, well, we put it on the album. It's not like Women in Uniform. It's not like they threw Women in Uniform on there and they never yeah. played it live and, and, and all that. But. Well, but I like Sanctuary as well because um, when uh, when I was younger, it wasn't on any any record. So I eventually tracked down the single copy of it oh, yeah. and, and that was the first time I heard it. That's the one with Eddie um, killing Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> the yeah. British Prime Minister of the time. Yeah, and I think um, I think as well it was a it was a live B side on one of the Live After Death singles. Can't remember which one, but so that was I always liked it because it was a bit of a a rare song. Sure. Whereas I think now, or certainly from you guys across there, when you had it on the album, it's not such a rare song, and people probably heard it a lot through the right. years and, and all the live stuff. But when I was younger, it, it was a rare song. So I liked hearing it. So I always liked yeah. it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I can understand that. I can understand that. Oh, man. Well, uh, any final words on the album? Or have you said your piece? Well, I'd just say the artwork is pretty is pretty cool. It's, it's really a special bit of artwork that probably, probably the scariest looking Eddie, I think, of them all. Ah, interesting. But yeah, I think very that's... interesting. Yeah, that's because uh, um, I always think that, and I know this isn't probably the most popular one to say that it's scary, but I always thought that Fear of the Dark, you know, where Eddie's basically into that tree. Yeah. I, I remember I went and saw that tour, <laughs> and I went and I bought this huge, huge poster. I mean, it was, I can't remember how big it was, but it was ginormous. And I was living in an apartment with a friend of mine. And I remember it really, it, me putting that on the wall freaked him out. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was just like, he was like, oh man, I don't want to come in your room anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember, and I always thought that was, it was really, even though I have my ranking on that album and their catalog, but it's still... It's still a pretty interesting cover. So, but uh, yes, well, an interesting album. Yes, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Oh man. Well, Alan. Um, again, I do appreciate your time. I know that, like I said, I know you. We all have lives to live, and and uh, one one little small uh, fun thing we can do is talk about Iron Maiden sometimes. And man, I hope we can do it again sometime. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks very much. Thank you very much for your time, and have a great have a great day. You too. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Next up, we have the very, 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 very times about a million infinities, the most hated man, <laughs> the most hated man in podcast land, my friend Mark. You can hear him on my Blizzard of Oz side one and two episodes, as well as my Diary of a Madman 
side one and two episodes. Those are Ozzy Osbourne and Randy Rhodes albums. Uh, we've got another one coming up soon as well. So here we go. On the line with me, I have the very, 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 the most hated Mark. <laughs> yes. So Mark, how are you? I'm great, man. You should be having crowd noises right here. I'm just saying. You know, oh, yeah, I guess I could. Uh, I guess maybe I could. throw some booing in, too. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's all it would be is booing and hissing <laughs> and the sound of tomatoes whizzing by. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some rocks and Molotov cocktails, too. Um, <laughs> Molotov cocktails. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, for real. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. Uh, so what we're going to talk about, and I know we've already discussed it, but I like to kind of Say, you know what? I've already said it to you, so let's just we'll get right into it because I, I realize I'm taking up a lot of people's time having to hear the same thing over and over. So okay, that's fine. All right. So the first Iron Maiden album, I'm gonna, which will henceforth be known as Iron Maiden. <laughs> yes. Do you prefer Iron Maiden or? Okay, let me. I'm sorry. Let me preface this. Okay. Mark has not heard every album, so we're gonna. There's, there are, I think that I, I think there's five albums you said you haven't heard somewhere in time. X Factor, Dance of Death, Final Frontier, and Book of Souls. So that's, that's correct, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna do the other other uh, eleven or ten albums other than the, the Iron Maiden. So, do you prefer Iron Maiden to Killers? Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, I think. Given a choice like that, I would have to go with um, I'd go with Iron Maiden. Okay, okay. What about do you prefer Iron Maiden or the Number of the Beast? Number of the Beast. Okay. Do you prefer Iron Maiden or Peace of Mind? Mm, peace of Mind. Peace of Mind. Okay. Do you prefer Iron Maiden or Power Slave. Power Slave, no doubt. Gotcha. gotcha. Do you prefer Iron Maiden or Seventh Son of a Seventh Son? Ooh, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. There's no no doubt in my mind on that one. <laughs> all right, all that's, right. That's that that's one of their perennial best, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely a it's a lot of fans rank it way up there. So yeah, it's it's definitely way up there. Okay. Next one. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Cause of what we're skipping here. Okay. Next one. Uh, do you prefer Iron Maiden or No Prayer for the Dying? Iron Maiden. Okay. Do you prefer Iron Maiden or Fear of the Dark? <laughs> uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh man, I was about to say you're that that sinister that sinister laugh. If, if, if you said the I other just, one, I had I had to throw you off there for a moment, Steve. That's my job. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you had me fooled just for a second. I was like, no way, no way, no way. No way. All right. So uh, next one that would be Iron Maiden versus Virtual Eleven. Ooh, ooh, definitely Iron Maiden. I knew it. I knew. I knew you weren't. I knew you were trying to play I'm not me that time. I'm not a fan of that album. Not a fan. Okay. It. You know. It took me a long time, and when I really gave it kind of a uh, a fresh listen, with without the perception of oh well this is a different singer and all that and just I gave it just listen to it for what it is. It's an Iron yes. Maiden album. It has another guy singing. There was a lot of stuff going on during that period. I really like it. I like it a lot more than I did before. So, Well, no, I mean, the thing is, we talked the other night. Of course, I mean, it's not fair to, to discuss that here, but 
you know that one song where he just repeats what is it say, <laughs> line Angel, over and over Angel again. Angel and the Gambler, yeah, 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 just over and over, and you know it's just it gets nauseating. Oh um, yeah, that's... but there's other songs in there like that, which kind of was a big turnoff for me. But yeah. yeah, I didn't when I did my episode on that. Um, I really wanted to hammer out, hammer down on how much they played that chorus. So uh, <laughs> I would, I would play, I would play bits of the chorus while I was talking, and it's literally four minutes of him saying, "Don't you think I'm a savior? Don't you think I can save you?" And I played every single time that he said it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had a, I had a, a guy told me he said he said one day he said I went back and listened to it and he said and it I knew it was repetitive but when I heard the way you did it it just really really hammered you know, real, it home <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, well I hit I hit a home run on that one <laughs> yeah what's really funny though and you're definitely not gonna like this but uh, uh, I would much rather I would much rather hear no boom movies three times in a row than that song <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a, you know if it came down to one or the other <laughs> yeah i would go with I, I would go with angel and the gambler <laughs> <laughs> of course you would because here's the thing in the tech in the time it takes you to listen to no, no bone movies three times i'll still be not even done with the angel and the gambler <laughs> <laughs> that's right you won't be oh god you will not be it'll be over yeah. and over again <laughs> okay so next album uh, that you had listened to, you, it was Brave New World. So do you prefer yes. Iron Maiden or Brave New World? No doubt. Hands down, Brave New World. Okay. Okay. Uh, and let's see. Uh, one more. You got one more album that you've listened to out of the last five, uh, out of the last four. Uh, do you prefer Iron Maiden or A Matter of Life and Death? Matter of Life and Death. Okay. Okay. You're coming along, man. You're coming along. I'm... I gotta say, I'm really, I'm really pleased because you've, you've gotten a lot of these albums out, and and I'd say, out of the ones you have left, there's one that's probably a real huge, huge fan favorite. Okay. And, um, the rest of them are, I like all of them, but the rest of them are not always as highly thought of. So, so it'll. You're, I'm talk, you're talking about the later albums. You're talking about Dance of Death and. Dance of Death, Frontier, The Final Book Frontier, and Book of Souls, yeah. And even okay. The X Factor. The X Factor has a certain <clears throat> a, a lot of people really like it because it was a it was a change, but it was it's a it's a very unique album in their catalog because it's it's probably what people consider to be it's the most dark album. Because when when that album was being written, you know, everything was changing in music and other things, but Steve Harris was in a really uh, I believe he was going through a divorce, so he was in a really uh, dark bad, time in his life. Bad so, yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. So it, it and it reflects it reflects in some of the lyrics for sure, and and musically and everything. And you know he was writing for a different singer who has a lot different voice too, so that that affected some of it. But you know either way, um, a lot of people love that album, and you know and then you have people that just won't give it a chance because <laughs> it's not it's not Bruce. So. Which you know, uh, that's their yeah, right. That's 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 fine. I mean, you you have your preferences based upon what you literally like with the band, and yeah, you know, I, I think of the, of the of the albums so far. I'm most impressed with Seventh Son, Matter Life and Death, um, Brave New World, and one other Power Slave. Those are the probably my best my best set that I've heard so far. I gotta say, man, you 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 might have hammered down my top four right there. <laughs> wow, Maybe. we actually agree on this. Well, my I don't. Gosh. Well, I don't know where Seventh Son falls. 
uh, I not you know not saying I don't like it at all because I mean even um, your if you're doing your top ten Maiden albums, number ten is still going to be a great album too. <laughs> so it's, you know it's just it's very yeah small yeah that may be true. I mean the, the ones I've listened to so far, I'd say those are my top. Oh yeah, top yeah, choices. definitely. Those are all and uh, those are all great. I mean personally, I think a matter of life and death, Power Slave, and Brave New World for sure. There's, I don't, I wouldn't skip a track on them. And I mean, yeah, they're they're that they're that actually that good. Um, and se- so Seventh Sun, writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventh Sun has a little bit of. Uh, I don't want to. I won't get too much into it here. But there's just a couple of th- songs on there that are. I mean, not that they're bad, but over time they've kind of worn thin on me. And and on those other albums, they just the songs haven't. Maybe it was because I wore Seventh Sun out so much when I first. Because that was the first tour I ever saw. So, but um, yeah, I mean, like uh, the first album, I was kind of surprised, you know, because a lot of like first album for bands, like they tend to be, they're not really sure where they're going to go, and so yeah. they're they're kind of like a, this hodgepodge of different things, and they're like uh, off over here and they're off over there. Iron Maiden wasn't that way. The first album pretty much solidified. They they were large. I would say eighty percent, seventy eighty percent, you know, th- there with their sound. I mean, they were solidified at that point. And then from then on, it was like, this is, this is us. This is where we're staking our ground right here. Yeah. And that, that from that first album, it was, it was that way. But what I did like about it was I was hearing other influences coming from that first album where, you know, you could hear you know, other bands and things that, done, that they, that other bands have done in the past. They just adopted those, those influences in a really good will. And they sorted in a melting pot of those things. And I thought that was really, really well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really good. Um, I, I, you know, I'd also say that from the, the first singer, the first guy was Paul Diano. Paul Diano. He, he, he did an exceptional job. He really yeah. did. And not to, I mean, Bruce is the, is the Iron Maiden singer. Let's face it. He's the guy sure. that really has the voice, but yeah. Diano had his own thing going and the albums that he did do, I thought were fantastic. And I, or album, I should say. What he did there was actually really good, and I enjoyed the sound that that, that that he contributed to the band. And when Bruce came along, of course, it blew that away. But um, I appreciate it for being what it is, being the first album, and then establishing the the way that they were going to songwrite from then on, and yeah. just really just establish that that uh, staking that ground out, which is really cool. Yeah. The, the other the other thing I would say, I was a little bit disappointed. Number of the Beast, I, I had more expectation of that album than it, it really didn't come through as well as I thought it could have. Um, in fact, the song number of the beast, I had a high expectation of, and I just, I was kind of a little, it was anticlimactic for me. Didn't really connect with me very well. And not yeah. necessarily for the lyrics, but it just the, the songwriting the songwriting wasn't quite as, as quality as what you would find in later albums. Mm. Um, and now that's just me. Yeah. You know, other people would disagree with that, but, um, I think that was kind of not what I expected. That's Killers was a, pre- Killers was a pretty good album. I think looking at like, if, if you were to take like brave new world or seventh son, or, um, you know, the, uh, the other albums I had mentioned before, you know, really, really top of the line. I would say those are tens. If I had to rate killers, I would say it's probably about a six. Um, number of the Whoa. beast is about, about 6.5, maybe, uh, Whoa. peace of peace of mind. The thing is I had a, I had a high hopes for peace of mind because I had the trooper on it. Right. That has the trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but after listening to the album, cause I, what I do is I, I put the headphones on and I'm listening to every, everything. Yeah. And, um, I'm probably not going to, I'm going to be really uh, pushing my hate status here, but <laughs> I, I just, I didn't think the production was that good. And on, on peace of mind. 
um, peace of mind. I didn't, I just, it just didn't, it wasn't very, very well done in my view. I, th- I kind of had the same problem in Number of the Beast. Now they did get better. Seventh Son was much better, well done. It was much well, if I can speak English, it, it was, <laughs> it was, it was well done from the production angle, right? Very well done. Those prior, prior albums, such as Peace of Mind and the others, just didn't seem to be there mm. production wise. And yeah, of course, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have a Rick Rubin or a Mutt Lang behind the console. So that's probably explained some of that. Oh, they but had the, Martin Birch. I know, but it just, it, it, it just, the, the guitar solos in particular, I had a problem with. They were way too low in the mix and they okay. just didn't gel well with the rest of the instrumentation. There was, they were too dry. There was not enough wet reverb and different, I'm speaking technically here, but they, mm-hmm. they just didn't have um, the way that other, other producers had produced like solos and other albums. Like, Interesting, you know, and I just it just didn't come across. Now later on, that did change. I think Brave New World was probably, in my view, their best produced album. Hands okay, down. Brave New World okay. was their best produced. They actually had really, really, really good stuff on that. I don't know if they just had. Now, it was the same producer, right, for that album, or was no, it not? No, that was okay. the first album with their current producer they've used over the last five albums. So. Okay, that one connected, but those okay. those really early albums just did not. In in my that's my, my estimation. Wow, wow, that's yeah, that's a. Uh... Yeah, I know it's funny because I, I it was kind of wow for me too because I was listening to the Trooper, which I love that song, yeah. but then I was comparing it to the other Iron Raid or the other uh, songs on that album, and I was like, wow, this is that's not good. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I, it's not good at all. Well, uh, I'd be interested one day to sit, have us sit down and and go through the albums because uh, I don't want to bog down too much. Uh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm that, just but, here to give my impression overall for what I was. Yeah, yeah, because I know it's because because you're really fresh at this right now, so yeah. uh, this is inter- It's interesting to hear though, because you know, and you got the musical background as far as um, you know, playing guitar and listening. You know, you have different things your ear catches than than say mine would. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, well, that's that's, it. that's definitely interesting. So if you will. Uh, Give me your, uh, and maybe you already have given your, I mean, cause you did talk about the first album a little bit, but do you have anything else you'd like to say about the first album? Like, do you have, you know, favorite songs, least favorite songs, anything like that? Uh, I need to listen to it a few more times to really understand what I'd like as the favorite song. I haven't really decided on that one yet. Well, here, um, let me tell you what the correct answer is. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Phantom of the Opera. Oh yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, yes. that, if I had to choose one. For now, I would say that's probably my favorite. How about this? Tell me, tell me what you said about Phantom of the Opera when you heard it. I, I liked the statement you told me before about what it, you know, kind of meant for their sound. And I, th- I think when I heard that song on that album, it really came across to me that all the other tracks on that album were kind of like them, not really sure. And that that song right there said, "Bam!" It was like there was immediate connection with mm-hmm. what their future is going to be. This is it right here. And when they were playing the licks and the, the different uh, solos and the way the song was, was written and constructed and the, the fact that it was very progressive for that mm-hmm. time, um, it just said, hey, this is us. This is where we are. This is what we're really about, music, musically speaking. And it's, yeah. And Deano did a great job. I mean, he really did. And just coming across with that, and, and the way it was architected, and the sound, everything was there. And that one song right there, it says, "This is this is who we are." And yeah. From then on, Iron Maiden solidified that tone and just went with it and made spectacular success with that. Just no doubt about it. No doubt. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So, well, cool, man. Well. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time again, and yeah. uh, 
I look forward to seeing how many more people say that they hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and in that vein, Virtual 11, I would give probably a 2.5. Really? 2.5, yeah. wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Now, maybe, okay, in my own defense, I only listened to it once. Maybe I need to listen to it a few more times to really understand what that rating yeah, there's, is. There's, there's a, I mean, that's, that's an album that a lot of people are down on because it's, and and the biggest reason was because they used Angel and the Gambler as a single. That was the that, <laughs> that was, was the biggest the, mistake of all. It really was. It was the lead yeah. single. They, they um their manager was was arguing with Steve Harris, and he said, "Look, we need to use the first track on the album because the first track kicks off, and you're like, this is Iron Maiden. It's 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 fast. It's 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 a throwback to a quick Iron Maiden song that's got a good chorus. It's got a it's got the driving, uh, the gallop that Iron Maiden has, and it's perfect for a single. Like if a fan would hear that, they go, "Oh man, Iron Maiden's back to, you know, putting out a good song." It's a classic sound, yeah, yeah. Yes, the classic. Like to me, that song could fit on "Peace of Mind." It's yeah, yeah. And and but he, they said he argued, and basically, you know, it's Steve Harris's band when it all boils down, and he basically said, "Look." This is the song we're using. And at a certain point, the manager was just kind of like, kind of threw his hands up and said, okay. <laughs> and I think that was a horrible decision. I think it really hurt the album and the perception of the album that people have. So, Yeah, and in, in fact, it's really strange. I've noticed that like with other bands, like they'll come up with, a, with an album and they release the, the, the songs off, off of it that are the worst. Yeah. Like, an example of that would be Hysteria from Def Leppard. I mean, the the stuff that they released as singles off that album were the absolute trash. They were horrible songs to release. They were really popular, but they yeah. were horrible. You know, Sugar being the worst example. But <laughs> that's your your that's you know, your theme song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I hate that song, despise it. But oh, you know, it's, yeah. But, but it's their it's their biggest selling hit. I don't know Bullshit. why. Sure. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, that song sucks. Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's horrible. But. And I'm, not, it, I'm just flabbergasted if that was the single they ch- or Steve Harris chose as the one he wanted to have. A single. I know. No, and it, I, it's I, like I, nine I, minutes long. And it's like, what are you thinking, dude? What are you thinking? Yeah, it's just too. Yeah, no. It, it almost doesn't. seems like self-sabotage. And I mean, <laughs> it, it, in all seriousness, it's almost like. like maybe How can you, I make this really suck? Oh, I got an idea. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. But it's. It, I mean, you because like my reasoning, I, I think he's Steve's always seems like he's made good decisions for the band over the years. And it's almost just like, are you, were you just trying to drive a stake into it or yeah, what? Yeah. Because I mean, if you, if you cut that song into pieces and make it about a three and a half, four minute song, much better. You got, it's a, it's a decent song. I don't, I don't even mind the little keyboard thing. It's kind of goofy, but you know, it, it's not horrible. Right. It is. It's not what you want at Iron Maiden, but either way, a three or four minute song like that would have been okay. But, right, but a, I mean, a nine minute song of that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it doesn't work. But the thing is, I think, and again, it's probably not going to be popular opinion when I say this, but the other songs off that album weren't that great either, and that that was probably the worst of the set. But oh, the yeah. other song, there was nothing there. When I listened to the album, there was nothing there that really grabbed me and said, "Oh, this is yeah, this is awesome." You need there to listen stuff- to my review. You need to listen okay. to my review of it uh, of the album. And- okay. But I, I mean, I, I probably need to listen to it again just to really to get it in my head about what what it's really all about. But you know, I mean, there, 
usually when I listen to an album like that, there'll be like one or two songs. You're like, Oh yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't have that sensation. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's different. I, mean, I think the, the lead song off the album future real, it definitely, like I said, it's got that real throwback vibe. Like if it had a, yeah, 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 yeah. If Bruce would have sang that song, you could easily say, Oh yeah, I could see this fitting in on uh, peace of mind or I could see this fitting. Oh, on sure. The, sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So, but, uh, anyways, I, I'll go ahead and, uh, thank you for your time and I appreciate you, uh, coming on here. And I mean, I know you don't have anything better to do anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> my life revolves around you and your podcast, Steve. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, Steve. Thanks, man. Now closing us out is another voice you have yet to hear on my podcast. It is a man that lives in Australia but he is from England. This man, he's very famous, actually. He goes by the name Andrew Weekend Warrior Whitnall. So he and I recorded an Iron Maiden story that you will also be hearing in the not-too-distant future. So enjoy. I have Andrew Weekend Warrior Whitnall on the phone with me right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to do a little quick fan feedback on the first Iron Maiden album. Andrew, how are you? I'm all right. How are you, Steve? Doing well, doing well. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you if you prefer the self-titled Iron Maiden album, and I will go through each album all the way to the Book of Souls. And yep. you can say it whatever you want about each one of them. You can say as little or a lot. So. And then at the very end, I'm going to ask you just to give your brief synopsis of what you think of the first album. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll start off here. The self-titled Iron Maiden album, do you prefer it to Killers? Um, I think this is probably the most difficult one of the lot right at the start. I I think I just very, very, very slightly prefer Killers. But it depends on my mood. Um, gotcha. Phantom of the Opera sometimes gets Iron Maiden over the line. That is a. This is what I think. Real quickly, is Phantom of the Opera. It, there's not a better song on Killers than Phantom of the Opera. But, yes, but, but Killers does have. If you take the whole, then it, it can, mm-hmm. like you said, it can be different there. So I understand that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> okay. The next album. Do you prefer? the self-titled Iron Maiden album to The Number of the Beast? Uh, No, I would prefer Number of the Beast. Okay. Do you prefer the self-titled album to Peace of Mind? Uh, I think Peace of Mind is much better than the first Iron Maiden album. Okay. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Power Slave? Uh, No. Same again, Power Slave. Okay. Do you prefer peace of mind to somewhere in time? Uh, uh, Iron Maiden to somewhere in time. Okay. Uh, okay. No, uh, no, I don't, no, I prefer somewhere in time. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were saying the opposite. Okay. Okay. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to seventh son of a seventh son? No. Seventh son of a seventh son is the best Iron Maiden album. Ah, okay, okay. It does have your favorite Iron Maiden song on it. So, yep. Okay. Definitely. So, the first Iron Maiden album, do you prefer it to 
No Prayer for the Dying. Uh, I do prefer it to No Prayer of the Dying. It is better than No Prayer, definitely. Okay. Okay. Now, I know this next one's going to be pretty tough because <laughs> as, as much of a fan as you are of Weekend Warrior, I've got to ask this question. So I, know I want you to uh, just make sure you're sitting down and think really hard because I know this is going to be tough. Um, do you prefer... <laughs> the self-titled Iron Maiden album to Fear of the Dark. Well, I I agree. It is tricky. And <laughs> but I think Iron Maiden just nicks it. <laughs> it's a close one though, of course. No, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to the X Factor? Ah, well, uh, being more serious, um, I think this is pretty close. And uh, I just prefer Iron Maiden over X Factor, but I think a couple of the songs on X Factor are better than most of the stuff on uh, Iron Maiden, but um, it's, Iron Maiden would be probably overall better, just. Okay, interesting. Okay. Now, the next album. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Virtual Eleven? Uh, yes. Yes, I do prefer Iron Maiden over Virtual Eleven. Okay. Now it gets a little different here. We're going to enter the new era of Bruce. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer the self-titled album to Brave New World? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Do you prefer the self-titled album to Dance of Death? No, I'll go with Dance of Death. Okay. Do you prefer the self-titled Iron Maiden album to A Matter of Life and Death? No. A Matter of Life and Death every time. Gotcha. I agree with that. Okay, we're getting close to the end here. Do you prefer <laughs> the final... I'm sorry. Do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to The Final Frontier? Uh, no, I prefer Final Frontier. Okay. And lastly, hopefully not the very last Iron Maiden album, but mm -hmm. currently, currently, do you prefer the first Iron Maiden album to Book of Souls, the last Iron Maiden album? Uh, I don't. I prefer Book of Souls. Okay, okay. It's interesting. I will say, uh, whenever um, I eat, and I just sent you a message about this last night, like just probably eight hours before we were going to talk. And yes. I, I said, I said, I think I forgot to ask you. I looked through our emails and I said, oh, I didn't ask him about this. And I didn't know what your time was going to be like. And I thought, well, here's here's how it goes. And you said, oh, this is going to be a lot more difficult than, than uh, Fear of the Dark. And I said, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, a, indeed. When I when I talked to uh, I talked to Kirsty uh, a couple of days ago and and she said the same thing she goes oh this is a because she did she did the fear of the dark with me and she was like this is a lot more difficult and I said I know this is not a walk in the park no so, indeed okay. okay and now if you will if you'll give me your synopsis of the first Iron Maiden album um uh, now I, I've had this conversation uh, with a a, a different. Um, uh, podcast just recently and because they reviewed it and I thought they were rather harsh on it and I do like the Iron Maiden album and I like the, the, the rawness, the earthiness of it and uh -huh. some of the lyrics on some of the songs 
some people might consider to be a little bit dodgy. But uh, no, I, I like it. I, I, um, it's, uh, it, it's of its time. Um, it's, you know, the songs that were written through the 1970s by a group of, uh, well, mainly Steve Harris, but some, you know, yeah. young, young lads from the East End of London. They are going to be raw and earthy. That's, that's what you get from, from that part of the world. And, and uh, that's why it appeals to me. Um, okay. the, the later stuff gets much more sophisticated, and I prefer that, but it's uh it's a really good uh album uh of its time it's it, it uh and that's why i enjoy it it's just um i like that rawness of it cool cool it's interesting because you think about um every now and then when i go back and listen to the uh talking maiden episodes the birth of the beast yeah and they'll play these different live recordings and some of them they're playing recordings from like 1977 of basically them playing songs from the first album note for note yep. and i'm just like you think about what else music was like in 1977 i guess punk was around a little bit yeah but, a lot of six pistols <laughs> but but certain but certain things like you know just a lot of um mellow 70s rock you know and yep yep and and you compare that to what iron maiden was doing and it's like they it was it was I, there was nothing else like it. It's amazing. No, no. And I, and, and yeah, it's a, uh, um, when you look at uh, a song like Phantom of the Opera, like we just mentioned that, that, that gave you a little, uh, if you like window into what the band were going to be capable of later on yes. in the eighties. And, uh, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's how I view it. I, I, I take it from, from that, it's from that era and and that's why that's why i enjoy it because it's 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 a lot of uh, yeah it might be uh, um when you start reading the lyrics of prowler you might think it's a uh, <laughs> what's yeah. going on there <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but it's, oh, gosh. it's a Okay, hey, real quick do not hang up when we're right, whenever i get done here cuz i do want to ask you something off off of the oh. recording <laughs> yep Okay. Okay. All right, Andrew. Hey, I really do appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me. Um, it, it, I'm sure it's no secret to anybody that, that we've been on the phone for a, a long, long time because we had the other conversation that people will be hearing in the future. Yes. And um, I know it, in the morning for me, it's 11 a.m. So that means it's got to be uh, two o'clock in the morning for me. Yeah. So you're having a late night. So I was, it's about the same time it was for you right now as is when I went to bed last night. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, hey, I really do appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much for coming on here. It's been a blast talking to you. Loved it. Yep. All right. Thank you. All right. I hope that you've enjoyed this two-parter of fan feedback for the self-titled Iron Maiden debut album. Now, don't forget that episodes like this and the Iron Maiden stories are only possible with help from fans of Iron Maiden. Fans like you. Yes, you, the person hearing my voice. So if you haven't already, send me your story of how you got into Iron Maiden and all of the associated details, and let's get you on here to share it too. 
email me at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com and let's make it happen. Now, on behalf of myself, James, Eric, Alan, Mark from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys. Oh, wait, wait. And lastly, the weekend warrior himself. Good night. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Hey, always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your seat, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance, anyhow. So always look on the bright.